I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown! There are many things in life that can transport you back to being a child, be it a particular song, TV show, or maybe a movie. But your childhood toys, when looked back on as an adult, can take you back to your younger days in an instant. Whether it's your favourite toy you played with until you wore it out, or the elusive toy that Santa just couldn't fit in his sack. Here's our fact hunter Neil, with eagle eyes and rubber grip, to give us ten toy facts. Thank you very much, Pav. So what I've looked up for us is the top 10 biggest selling toys worldwide, just for you. So at number 10, we've got Lego. And the company has produced over 320 billion blocks since their release. (laughs) At number nine, we've got the Etch-A-Sketch, more than 175 million sold since the 60s. Action now with eagle eyes that actually move. And then at number eight, we've got Hot Wheels. There has been over 11,000 different cars since it came out in the 80s. <laughs> and seven, we got G.I. Joe, released in the 60s and became at one time responsible for 75% of all of Hasbro's sales. Action plan. Now with eagle eyes that actually move. At number six, Transformers came out in the 80s and still sells as strong today. You need a very steady hand. (laughs) At number five, Silly Putty. In 1943, Scottish engineer James Wright invented it. It is now known to have sold over 300 million units worldwide. It's my turn to operate. (laughs) <laughs> number four radio flyer since 1917 has sold over 100 million you need a very steady hand and number three easy oven a hasbro <laughs> product that sold over 30 million of their 50th anniversary edition it's my turn to operate <laughs> Number two the yo-yo been known as a toy for over 2,000 years 
You need a very steady hand. Now, can anybody guess what the number one toy would be worldwide? Hula hoop. No. Lucy? No, it's, beat, um, it's beat Lego, has it? It's some kind of Star Wars toy or something? No, it's Barbie. Oh, <laughs> over, over a billion doll, dolls sold in 50 years. And that's why the world is fucked. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem with the world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, there you go. I mean, I feel like that's part of almost the podcast done there, Neil. Thank you for those wonderful facts. No, that's a pleasure. Uh, we are here to do the top 10 toys that you wanted or maybe had as a child. And we are joined by our special guest, Lucy Nicholl. Oh, it's been a long time, Lucy, far too long. How are you? Mm. It has. I'm very good, thank you. Apart from a cold, but pretty good. It's not COVID, but we're on Zoom anyway, so we're all good. <laughs> we're all safe, I think. Yeah. Unless a new variant comes out, the Zoom variant. Zoom variant. <laughs> yeah. Oh my I'll God, do you imagine? Back what, a bit. Yeah, I'll can you imagine all the podcasts that would be shagged yeah. if that was the case, if yeah. it was a Zoom variant? <laughs> Goodness me. Um, so yes, I was saying before we went on air that um, this has been quite an emotional roller coaster looking back on some of these some of these toys um i don't know about you but i've also in with my top 10 i also had a look on you um not youtube on ebay to see how much these particular toys are going for on ebay as well and god the amount of times that my finger was just poised on the bid button because i thought i could just i would love <laughs> to have that back in my collection um so, in regards to you guys, how hard has it been to compile your top ten, Lucy? Um, I th- it wasn't too difficult. There, there were a few that I I was not sure about whether or not I I needed them in. Um, my top three were very easy, very very easy. And I've had a discussion with my mother already today because I told her I was doing this, and I said, "Can you guess what's at number one?" And she guessed. And she said, see, I'm a great mum. And I said, no, because you never got me it, did you? Yeah. <laughs> so she said that was that was good education, that kids can't always get what they want. But um, yeah, I think I think it was fairly straightforward. Yeah. Neil? Yeah, I had to watch those YouTube videos that showed you all the old adverts. There's a particular site that goes through it all to sort of remind myself. It took a while to remember what I wanted as a kid. There was a couple that were very easy, but to fill the top 10 out, I really had to remind myself of the toys of the time. And it was very nice to reminisce and go back. It was lovely, actually. Watching the old adverts, I find so fascinating. I've got a funny feeling that we might, like myself and Neil, might have a couple of duplicates. Um, I mean, Luce is far too young to be having the same sort of toys, and <laughs> and obviously she's she's a girl, not a boy, so she's going to probably have completely different ones to the ones that we have. Yeah, but some toys were universal, weren't they? I mean, some were. Yeah, yeah. not so much in the seventies, but some were. <laughs> <laughs> no, some toys in the seventies were just death traps. Like, yeah, I was looking that... back, thinking, my God, these sell. I mean, spud yeah. guns and things like that. Yeah. that would have your eye out these days, you know? Absolutely. Right then, Lucy, kick it, kick us off with your number 10 toy you wanted as a child. So number 10 was one that I had, um, but I needed to put it in this list because um, it was so joyful. And the reason why it was so joyful was because you made a racket with it and it drove your parents mad. Can you guess what it is? Xylophone. Oh, no. I, no, it wasn't... It, it, 
the advert didn't sell it on the sound, but it was Hungry Hippos. Oh, oh right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah so that it, was it a noisy game. A very, very noisy game. A very fast-paced, fraught, mm. noisy game. Mm. So I guess yeah. I'm the only person who's got that on their list. Absolutely. I mean, that is yeah. still a game. I mean, that's still a game that you can get these days, isn't it? I think it Hungry is. Hippos. Because I know that my yeah. kids have played, definitely played mm. it. Yeah, and in my and, 20s. <laughs> well, it's one of those games that you don't need any skill for. You just need to go for it, don't you? You just need mm. to, like, whack the thing. What is the thing? The thing is, I don't know, a hippo's tail or something? I don't know what you're whacking. Yeah, I, think so. I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gobble uh, up those little white ball things and everything flies everywhere and it yeah. was so noisy. But it, do you know what? It's pretty sturdy. I think that was one of the toys that I had that lasted. Hmm. It, it did. It did all right. Not yeah. like Buckaroo, but we'll, well not talk about that. I was going to say the same as things like Mousetrap. We've talked about it before, Neil, haven't we? In, yeah. in one of the um, the Patreon little uh, ten minute top tens, in the fact in the fact that that is very fragile. Whereas Hungry Hippos, you could be. You know, the shit you could, out. yeah, you could really like the shit out of it, and yeah. I think the more yeah. you did that, the, the the better chance you had of winning. Mm. Oh yeah, that was the only way to play it. You had to go go in there and just go for it, didn't you? Like there was yeah. no point in being shy about it. With hungry hippos, you needed to show some sort of fierce tenacity. Exactly. Yeah, it was exactly. Good. What a great sturdy, Absolutely. violent way to start the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> go on, then, Neil. You're number ten. So a proper bought go-kart, <clears throat> because I growing up was sort of about eight to about 12 when we were really into our go-karts. So a few of my friends had the proper bought ones, but my dad always built my go-kart. And I was always not embarrassed by it. It was a great thing to play with, but I always envied all my friends that had the pedals on the front. And, you know, mine was a free one. You had to go to a hill to be able to use it. You couldn't just <laughs> go along the the street i wanted one that i could buzz about with so yeah i was always envious of my friends with a proper metal go-kart what and ones that had like round wheels instead of your square wheels and well instead of the pram wheels that i always seem to have yeah (laughs) my dad would go up to he had he would go up to the scrap or he'd take me out there and we'd have to find pram wheels or old small bicycle wheels to fix it so one side would be a thick like bicycle wheel the other side would be a pram wheel and I'd be constantly going down hills like this. No breaks. of like, um, red, what is it? The Red Bull Soapbox Challenge or something. Yeah, very like, much surely like Surely it's more fun. Like, there's got to be more danger involved. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is when you're on a hill, and it was a lot of fun. But the problem was, all my friends could pedal theirs home. I had mm. to drag mine and walk, and I always felt left out. <laughs> so that's why I wanted a real one. But... Thank you, Dad, though, but I did enjoy what I had. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right, my number 10 is, um, I used to love things like scale electrics, but I would never have the patience to click click it all together. And then when you did click it all together, you'd press the little, I don't know what you'd call it, the controller, I suppose. Controller, yeah. And then it'd spin off the first you know the first um bend that it would and then I, I think i can't be bothered with this anymore but the one that i remembered i think we had it but i definitely remember the advert for it is a thing called uh, matchbox race and chase oh yeah it used to that. be a cop car and a normal car and the, the thing was that on the controller there was a button on the top and when you slap the top it's the car fun. did a u-turn 
Yeah, I remember that. I and remember I'm that well. Sure, I'm pretty sure we had it one year, and it was the fact that it could U-turn, because I was a massive Starsky and Hutch fan mm. back in the 70s. So, you know, things like U-turns in cars and the cop cars was something that I absolutely loved. Mm. And to be able to do that on a scale electric, because it was supposed to, rather than it spinning off because you were just going too fast around the corner. And the one thing about the adverts with probably all of these kinds of toys it never did what it did on the advert. You know, never. It, it never used to do the same things. So it never exactly did a U-turn or blocked the the cop car, never blocked the other car like it did in the advert. But that was loads of fun, loads yeah. of fun. And £85 on uh, eBay now if you wanted to get um, a box. Oh, one. really? Well, I've got Scale Electrics at six, so it's a similar thing. Yeah, um, I would put that as yeah. a similar thing. But I wanted the racing, the rally car, sorry, one. My brother had a Scale Electrics, and of course, being older than me, would never let me play with it unless he'd set it up and supervised. <laughs> and then was always telling me that I was going too fast, I'm going to ruin everything. So I always wanted a Scale Electrics of my own, but I wanted the rally car one. I always remember the, seeing the advert for it and really wanted it because it had the jump. Mm, right, so, no. Yeah. I can I can imagine like when you're older putting it on a proper board or something and then a bit like a railway set, you know, you build the whole terrain around yeah. it. Got that kind of thing I would I would love. But yeah. I it's... mean I've got one now. I've got scale electrics now. Have I've got you? Star Wars scale electrics. No, you haven't. I Why have. have you never told me this, Neil? Oh really? I don't get it out very much because what is I want it, to it's of... um the pod race. From Phantom Menace. Jesus. Why have you left this? I am. We've never. T- well, I've got to come round your house and play it. Well, I ain't got enough room in my house now. I but I'll bring. We'll I can bring room. it in the summer. I'll bring it. We'll put it outside. And, okay then. Oh, this is excellent. <laughs> I will bring it round for you if it still works. I haven't put it up for a while. But, oh my yeah. lord! Mind it's not very blown. big, though, Pav. It's not very big. It, I don't care. Be quite dis- disappointed. But, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Anyway, Lucy, I'm, I'm all of a flutter now. I don't know how to, what else to <laughs> think now after that. Right, Lucy, you're number nine. Number nine. Um, so for number nine, I've chosen something that also um, didn't really show it as it was on the advert, and that's Domino Rally. Oh, oh yeah. God, yeah. yeah. Because what they didn't show you on the advert was setting it up. <laughs> no, that's the true. That is they true. only showed the fun bit. And so it reminded me of, do you know, I think that the what I, something I experienced when I was travelling as an adult really reminds me of Domino Rally. And that was when we were trying um, sandboarding in um, Australia and, and it took forever to climb up these sand dunes. And then you'd go down and that would be great, but then you've got this really boring trek back up with your little board or whatever. And then, to, but to be honest, and that just makes me think more about your go kart. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> you get that up a hill and come down, and and that's what Domino Rally reminds me of because there's this little intense bit of fun, which didn't always go to plan anyway, but the majority of your time was spent really organising, which isn't fun. That's not mm. that's great fun and it's not something that I had so I was never really the one responsible for tidying all the little pieces away um but my friend had it and yeah I I just I don't remember us ever really playing with it very much because of the it was hard it was hard work more than anything the payoff just not worth it 
God, that's yeah. what I, I hadn't even thought about. I'd forgotten that, yeah. I think it's going to happen a lot in the next hour or so, is is names and visions that I haven't thought about for 40 years. Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's it's something that's going to be... I mean, the, the words Domino Rally, I literally don't... Was that the don't... one that was on, a, like, a strip, and you tipped it to get all the dominoes up? No. No. It's... Oh, they maybe did release them like that, but I think they were literally just separate pieces that you had to, like, balance. Right. And space them out. And you had to space them properly. If you didn't space them properly, they weren't going to knock over properly and create these, those glow-in-the-dark magical patterns that they created on the adverts. I mean, I don't know if anybody ever saw that in real life. No. Because they, I they, didn't. Yeah, they would have had a team of 50 people working 10 hours to do that. Yeah. Exactly. You it know. was. I think it was just a big con, personally. Yeah. <laughs> but it made your top 10 that's the thing it made yeah. your top 10 because I wanted it I saw it and I wanted it but oh, when I soon. when I had a go at it nah no, no. <laughs> go on then Neil you're number 9 so in the 70s I went to a Christmas party with my mum and dad around the local pub and uh, Father Christmas gave me uh, Dr Zeus from Planet of the Apes dull like action figure with a thing um, which was fair enough but being like a 7 year old boy or whatever I was Dr. Zeus was the old man, wasn't he? And I was really bored. So on the back, there was always the other characters, you know, like the generals and the army. And I really wanted to collect the rest, but I could never find where they sold them. And uh, so I just wanted a few more of the Planet of the Apes uh, figures rather than playing with the old man. (laughs) It's one that, I mean, it was the TV series was on then, wasn't it? Remember the TV series? I remember the TV series, You might not. um, I don't know. I don't know if I ever watched it, to be honest. I think it was uh, Sunday right. afternoon. Was that Sunday afternoon? I think so. And on? then there was a cartoon as well, wasn't there? There was, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. But I used to love Planet of the Apes, um, mm. the TV series and the cartoon. And then getting that doll which, or action figure was really good until I realised it who it was. And then I was like, well, he can't really do a lot. He has to dictate to everyone. And I wanted the rest. And I kept badgering my mum and she kept saying, I've been looking, can't find it. So, didn't she just didn't she just pop onto the internet and pop onto Google? What, in the 70s? Yeah, I'm sure she would have found it then. <laughs> she went down to the phone box <laughs> and rang around. Goodness me. And yeah. it's also a sign of the times when you say playing with the old man really does sound bad, Neil. You shouldn't say oh, things yeah, like that sorry. on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Playing with in the old... In many ways, that can, be, that can be taken so many different ways. It could, couldn't it? I All didn't wrong. think about yeah. I didn't think about that. But yeah. people I don't know what that know. says more about me than it says about you, Neil. I'm yeah. Bringing that up. Um, okay, mind number nine is Tin Can Alley. I don't know if you can remember that. I had it. Did you have it? Yeah, oh, Neil. Yeah. You're becoming uh, my hero in this oh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those, there's, a, my next one after this is one of those ones that was on my Christmas list for Santa every year. And for some reason, Santa just couldn't get hold of it. Just couldn't get hold of it. And again, I don't know, did it live up to expectations? Because the, the the advert made it look like it was just Awesome. Chuck Connors, wasn't it? Chuck Connors, yeah. Yeah, he advertised it. Um, yeah, it was good until my brother sussed out that he could stand in the door of my bedroom with a torch and make all the cans fling off <laughs> right. before I'd even fired. So it was a bit sort of ruined <laughs> for me. Right. Um, but yeah, it was fun. We, I mean, my imagine. dad used to play it a lot. I used to get my mum to do it. And she's you haven't still got jumped. that, have you? No, no. And that went a long time ago. God knows where that is. £158 on eBay now, that is. Yeah, all boxed in the original box. 
Well, uh, well, and. and yeah. If only you know, I'd known all, you all of the, I was saying all of these things. I wonder. Well, I suppose I wonder where all they all are. They're all on eBay. That's what it is. Yeah. Is that, so what we what did you use in Tinker? So it's it's to shoot the cans down. Yeah. So it'd have a, so, a faux block of wood that looked like a fence, uh-huh. and then you used to set them on, and in front of it was a light sensor. And on your gun, you you'd have to cock it, and then once you press fire, it would shoot. Just open up a torch, really, to hit the sensor. And then the can will boof off and make a yeah. noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy days. Um, right, go on then, Lucy. Your number eight. So my number eight um is one of those life-size dolls. Not no, not those dolls. <laughs> Baby dolls. Oh, dolls. <laughs> <laughs> You know the dolls. That I'm I talking. know that. Yes, we know the dolls. Yeah. 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 So that. So you know, it was always the girls playing with the dolls, pretending that they were mummy, and they would like push them around. In the, anyway, I didn't do that. I didn't. I wasn't very girly when I was growing up. But what I did discover that you could do is you could put the doll. <laughs> sounds so evil. You could lie the doll on the floor, and you could run up to it. And jump on it, <laughs> and its head would fly off. That—that <laughs> so, that is what we did with those dolls, and that was so much fun. And it was a little bit like the domino rally and the and the sandboarding. In that, once you had that fun, it took forever to squeeze the head back on. I'm not sure they were meant to come off. <laughs> it would take forever to do it, and then you you get the head back on, place it back on the garage floor, take another run up, bosh bits off so <laughs> that's why i that's what i that's all i remember about my baby doll thing but it was lots of fun <laughs> wow. wow i can remember i can remember getting our daughters some of those from i think it was toys r us when they were mm. when they were and they were like the same size as my daughters <laughs> yeah and it got to the point where they would put them in their room when you'd walk into their room and it would shit you up because you just you think that it was like Blair Witch Project. They'd just be stood in the corner of their room, but it was actually a doll. But they were, yeah, yeah. I don't think they ever jumped on them and made their heads pop, top, pop off. Though. I don't know how we discovered that, but it was an absolute joy when we did. I was going to say, what a beautiful discovery that is. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I never went on to hurt animals or anything, don't worry. It was just that, just that short phase. Of course, the other kind of life-size dolls, you can jump on and their heads don't pop off. From what I've heard, I don't know. From what you've heard, from, from, from yeah, from what I, from what Neil from what Neil told me, because he's probably got one of those as well. Like he's got all What's the other that? Stuff. A, a life size doll. Yeah, so, <laughs> let's not talk about that, Neil. No. Okay, you're number eight, Neil. You're number eight. Um, so in Woolies, they used to sell these swimming pools, and they were toys. Uh, make it yourself, fill it up, and I, a few of my friends had them, and I always wanted it. And I still hold a grudge to my parents who made me sw- bathe or sit in an old tin bath thing. And that's what we played in with my brother when we were younger. And I wanted a proper swimming pool, but they would never get us. My dad would be like, that'll do. <laughs> as we got out and cut ourselves on galvanised and everything. But you yeah, were like I always 18. Want- <laughs> When you're 18 years yeah, old. me and my brother at 18 still sat in the same galvanised pool thing. So, hang on, so what What you mean, like a, a like a blow-up rubber pool kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, pretty much. Well, there was one purpose that I put on my Christmas list for years, 
and Woolies always sold it. And it was sort of almost quite a high one built with a, a white plastic frame and the thing fitted around it. And like I said, I used to love going to my friends and swimming in, well, paddling or whatever it was, or splashing around in theirs. And I, for about four years, I said to my parents, could I please have one of these? I never got it. Never got it, but yeah. Did you ever have a sprinkler? Because they were lots of fun. I don't well, know we why, had, just running Yeah, we did have a sprinkler, yeah, but it was always being used because uh, my dad's a lands- was a landscape gardener, so it would be, we'd set it all up, and be like, I need that, <laughs> and then take it away. We'd be like, Get oh, in the just bath. splash the, the hose around. <laughs> but, yeah. Goodness me. <clears throat> Something as simple as a swimming pool. Never got it and always wanted it. So when you were older, when you were an adult, was one of the first things you do just go out and buy a swimming pool? So when I, at the time when I was married, yeah, we, I bought a massive one <laughs> <laughs> until some git jumped in it at a party that we had and popped it. So oh, I wasn't yeah. Lucy thinking it was a life-size doll, was doll, it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, she ran all the way. All the way from all. <laughs> That's I want it. to see if his head pops off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as simple as that, it was a simple toy that I always wanted, and I envied people about having. Well, them. I know what I'm getting you for your birthday now. Then, oh, swimming pool, got no. Yeah, will have to be an indoor one. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, right, my number eight is was the ultimate thing that I never got for Christmas that I always wanted, uh, and it was a game called Crossfire. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Right, Lucy. So what it is, is no. it was a tabletop game with a goal at each end. And then you had like a gun at each end, which you would fill with little ball bearings. And then in the middle would be a bigger ball bearing with like, I think it was like a, like a little rubber thing around mm. it. And you would shoot your ball bearings, trying to hit the big ball bearing into the opposite goal. Right. And it was... One of those things, as soon as Christmas came up and then the advert came on, it was the first thing that go on my Christmas list. Crossfire, please, Santa. I want Crossfire. And I never got it. It never materialised under the tree. And then it would be the following Christmas. And it went, right, this year's is going to be the year. I'm going to get Crossfire this year. <laughs> and it never happened. And it and then in the end, it would be like, you just, I, I knew I would never get it. £90 on uh, eBay at the moment, uh, mm-hmm. fully boxed. 90 pounds and you can also buy extra ball bearings as well apparently so that was one of the ones it it probably would be but that was one (laughs) of the ones that i had my finger flittering over the bid now button for crossfire just to sort of (laughs) i don't know i'll probably get it and think what a load of crap this is oh my god this is boring would you actually unpack it if you paid all that money oh i would i would i would rip the box off and just start playing it i would because it's It was just one of those games that is a bit like Hungry Hippos in the fact that it's just like, just madness. You know, you're just firing, firing, firing these and hoping that, you know, you get the ball bearing into their goal before they get it into your goal. Oh, happy days. But I've never played it in my life. I didn't even have a mate who had it that I could go and play it. Did it even exist? Well, I I remember the answer. It might have been just a really bad dream. No. I'm sure. Well, I mean, people have got it on sale in, on on eBay. So whether they're all dreaming about it as well, I don't know. But yeah, that's my number. <laughs> that's my number eight. Uh, Lucy, you're number seven. So for number seven, I've got Magic Sand. Do you remember that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So 
the reason I've got Magic Sand, I mean, I think there's a little bit of a theme here because I think for nearly everything, it was the magic of the advert. And actually, in mm. reality, it was very different. Yeah. But I used to watch this advert and they used to create these. So Magic Sand, I think you put the it's sand that went in water and you created these underwater sort of cities and it just looked so cool and the things that they created on the advert were just wow and I just like I want one of those so I got this magic sand I can't remember if it was multicolored. it might have been but it was colored anyway sand and um I, I I don't think I made much more than like a couple of like turrets in the sand <laughs> I don't think there was much I could do with it I think I always did fancy myself as a bit of a creative when I was younger but I was not very good at it so yeah magic sand I remember it was a time my sister got a new um my little pony and I went for the magic sand and I was again a bit disappointed but the advert promised so much so. I think that was I think it, I don't know whether it's bad because of the advert or whether it just shows you how great advertising executives and people that made the adverts were you know and how gullible we were as children <laughs> that we we all thought that we could do what we saw in the adverts especially with anything that was artistic whether it was spirographs or etch-a-sketch or any of those kind yeah. of things it just flew off didn't i mean i'm getting wound up just thinking about that spirograph because <laughs> it just you would do it and you would get there and it would just fly off and yeah. your pen would go all over and it's just like the equivalent of you know as an adult I'm 43 years old and I watch people doing their, you know, winged eyeliner on YouTube tutorials all the time. And it looks like the easiest thing and it's impossible. Yeah. And that was magic sand as well. It looked yeah. easy. It looked fabulous. But nah. Yeah. I spent 20 minutes today in my dinner break at work looking at how to shape a beard and they made it look so easy. Do you know what I mean? They they made it look lovely and neat and straight and angled. I've tried it and then I've shaved half my beard off because I can't do it. Because how are you supposed to look at that? It drives me mad. It drives yeah. me mad. It really does. Uh, that's a good one. Magic sand. Yeah, uh, I've completely nil. forgotten about it. I know. You're number seven. So uh, Nintendo's first foray, the little handheld Donkey Kong game. Do you remember this where you could open it in her? Yeah. I always wanted it. Now, my brother was bought that one for his uh, for that Christmas, and I was given a single-screen one about a bloke on a bike, and it was <laughs> so much boring compared to what my brother had. So my brother was quite nice, and he used to say, no, go on, carry on and have a go and everything. But I always wanted what he had. Um, I don't know why. I was, oh, it was a BMX thing, so I suppose my parents thought it was quite popular and modern at the time but it was the most boring game you just had to cycle along the road almost like paper boy but without throwing the papers um yeah <laughs> so i wanted donkey kong the little handheld one big time and i even asked for it the following year but I never, no they didn't say they mm. my parents had a great thing is your brother's got it ask him if you can play with that <laughs> that never works no because my brother straight away would go no <laughs> oh, <laughs> no I'll, but you're I'll not playing loan you it for a no. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so was that it wasn't a cartridge game or anything it was just no playing. no no it was an inbuilt i don't know they're, they're six inches long or whatever and about that sort of thing and the donkey kong one had a dual screen right uh, so you'd work your way up as mario to the Donkey Kong at the top. Proper well, game. anybody watching the video on YouTube will see a picture of the of the game, so you'll, you'll be able to see what yeah. it was. But yeah, you couldn't change the game. You were stuck at 
what the game was. And the annoying thing is, if you got to like a level level fifty and you had to go and you turned it off, you had to start again. Right. It was no. There was no such facility as saving or anything like that. So, but it was still great Watch fun. Right? Did they get yeah. to a, a point where your brother just got bored of it and just went, "Here you go," and chucked it at you? Or anything? oh, never. He, I mean, he's not a git or anything. He really isn't. But he was a bit as a child because I'd be like, "Can I have that?" No, no, I still <laughs> use it. And you're thinking, "No, you don't." <laughs> okay. Um, okay, my number seven is the classic. Uh, action man or gi joe as they used that they call them in america um and when when my boy was young and we bought him an action man i was so disappointed that it was all molded like the hair yeah. was molded the hands were molded back in the day he had a proper crew cut a proper mm. hair crew cut the one i had was the original was the sailor so oh, so he had, had a beard as he well. He had a beard as well. Ooh. And when I got hold of my dad's razor, I tried to give him a shave and cut chunks of plastic out of his face. <laughs> so he ended up not only had his scar, but he had like half of his face caved in because I tried to shave off his beard. But it was all proper bristles, the rubber hands, you know, the rubber grip and the eagle eyes and the fact that you could go in. So I had him as a sailor, but then you could go and buy a whole card which had, you know, infantry soldier or yeah. or something, you know, scuba diver or something. It was fantastic. I, um, I wonder how people would look on if it was still a thing now, because you could buy Nazi uniforms. Yeah, yeah. Back then. So, yeah, yeah, for your action man, for yeah. the baddies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they weren't portrayed as, <laughs> they were portrayed as the baddies, but yes, you could get full Nazi uniforms. That's right. I know. Your action man, and you could buy German tanks and all sorts. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And an original action man will set you back starting at fifty pounds on Is that boxed, um, is it? No. No, that's uh, just an eagle eye bristle head uh, action man. Fifty they were pounds. Huge, but that's starting at fifty pounds. Obviously, that was a, a bid of fifty pounds. Right, yeah. Um oh, but yeah, love the old action man. Right then, uh Lucy, you're number six. My number six is roller boots. Uh, which I don't think I could get in them now. I've got friends because like lots of people do um roller derby now which looks vicious mm. as hell like you watch it my god it's all elbows and you know yeah so my my one of my good friends does it and to be honest it, the idea terrifies me and actually i was just reminded on facebook the other day uh when was valentine's day monday that two valentines ago we went ice skating and i spent most of the time falling on my ass doing that. So I just think oh, probably rollerbooting would be even worse. But as a kid, I absolutely loved it, especially living down a street where there was like some ramps and stuff. So that was great fun. And it was also after, you know, after you've been kind of making do with something really shit, like mm. roller skates, which were clunky and, you know, they used to like adjust and then you'd strap yeah. them to your, trainers or whatever and they were awful and lethal so when you got roller boots it really felt like oh, it felt so special i used to spend a lot of time in those <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, I, it was one of those things of being young and not having any fear about anything as well yeah. you never thought for one minute you're going to get hurt attaching wheels to your feet 
Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that takes me back. The first time I ever did it was at the sports centre. Remember, you used to be able to hire the things that strapped to your feet. Yeah. And uh, mm. I always remember it was my friend's birthday party and we were going around and I was finally managed to do it after an hour. And my feet went out from under me and I landed on my ass. And I've never been in so much pain. I had to sit through the whole of Octopussy with a really painful <laughs> coccyx or ass. I always remember that at the cinema, the most uncomfortable time I've ever spent in a cinema. But no, I never roller skated again. That hurt too much. Yeah. We once tried to put my friend's dog, Tina, in roller boots, and we weren't trying to be cruel. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't, we, we weren't like, we, we weren't, we honestly, we weren't trying to be cruel. We just thought, Tina, the black Labrador, might enjoy playing roller boots with us. It didn't really go very well. Thankfully, we didn't get very far with it. So, yeah. yeah. And then those paws were kind of drowning in those big boots. So. Yeah. I thought it had been like Bambi on ice, all the four legs yeah. just straight out. Yeah. My only vision of of going rollerblading, rollerblading, is that the same thing, rollerblading? Yeah, I would have said, but that was when you had the, like an ice skate. Right, yeah. Yeah. Game, yeah. So it was, yeah. was at the sports centre. And for some reason, I cannot, I always equate roller skating or roller boots with falling and land, landing on my tooth oh. <laughs> which, which sounds really stupid because my, like i never lost a tooth or anything doing that but i know that i fell down and sort of fell f- face first and that was the only time i ever did it and i landed on my tooth for some reason but i must have strong teeth because i never yeah. knocked them out but mm. Yeah, so as soon as you said roller boots, my teeth started to itch a little bit there. Oh, <laughs> traumatic <laughs> memories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, Neil, you said scale electric for your number six. I did. Um, right, so my number six was cue ball, which was the Alex Higgins electronic snooker pool game. Now, I I got this one Christmas, and I never stopped playing it. It was it was about as simple of electronic game as possible it was little red dots that was supposed to be i think it was supposed to be pool not snooker and you had to just try and get them into the the pockets it was very very simple there was a way of being able to break and two balls would go in at the same time and then be able to clear the table it was very very simple but i don't know what what year it came out when Alex Higgins was snooker champion, so I'm not sure. Very early eighties, I'd have thought. It's very early eighties, so yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been that old, but I loved it. And that is sixty quid. You can get one of those for oh, on eBay now. Well, there's a temptation, which isn't, which isn't, isn't, isn't too bad. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I was a massive fan of Alex Higgins, and I think they redid the game with, um, and then Jimmy White was the was the um, the right. face of it. Um, but yeah, oh, did he have a fag on the packet? Like they <laughs> he used didn't, to. But the one days, thing that yeah. always used to bother me it's it's a it's him posing on a snooker table, but it's like just red balls. So he's about to hit a ball, but he's <laughs> hitting a red ball onto a red ball, which never made any sense. They didn't have the technology, did they back there? Well, well, it, yeah, but it was a colour photograph of him on oh, the right, yeah. table, so it should have been him hitting a white ball on a red ball, surely. But well, it should, have, yeah. It never met. That was one of those sort of like itches you could never scratch because it never made sense. Why would they do? But anyway, that's that's. But I was um, talking about Alex Higgins. There was a picture of something I can't remember what they showed me of him advertising one of his things and his pose with whatever it was was him holding a flag <laughs> like that. 
and just leaning against his arm with the product just in front of him. He couldn't have been less bothered if he had tried. <laughs> it really made me laugh. But that was Alex Higgins, wasn't it? For it anybody, was. um, any of our American listeners, an uh, uh, Irish snooker player that was... Uh, Nicknamed Hurricane. Hurricane, very fast, very exciting to watch, and um, very much against the mould of what a snooker player should be. Well, any time. Uh, well, back nowadays. then he was a little. But there was a lot that drank. And, well, they all drank and they all drank, they played, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, but he was he was a, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. He, in those days, he was the one that was against yeah. what you should be playing snooker. These days, I don't. I could, don't think I can say who was snooker apart from Ronnie O'Sullivan. I don't think there is any characters in snooker anymore. Judd Trump. What did you say? No, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> random, <laughs> random Tourette. Sorry. No, that's the only other player I, know, I can remember. I watched Judge it. Tr- Judge Trump. Judge Trump. Yeah, he was a world champion. Was he? Yeah. I'll take not not Donald's brother. I was going to say. No, I've never no, heard no. of him. Never heard of him. Okay. Um, number five, then, Lucy. So for number five, it's the equivalent of something that. Um, I was reminded of it when I went to visit my friend and her kids were playing on. I know, I can't remember what it's called. You know those things that you stand on, that you balance on, and they have wheels and they just go? Mm. They just move? Do you know what they're called? Oh, like the... Um, Hoverboard, is it? Or, no, not... Yeah. Um, I can't think what they're called, no. Something like that. And they just kind of go. And, like, kids, when they get used to it, they can do some really cool tricks on it. And I was quite blown away, like, watching... Um, watching my friend's little boy on it and then watching her husband Gavin on it, which was hilarious (laughs) because he hadn't quite mastered the art. And my friend Claire said to me, all we had at that age was them low, low balls. And I remember those. I don't know if you know what they are. It's maybe more girls had them, but they were like these, they were like these kind of oblong things, round sort of ball things with a platform around them. And you would just jump on them. And it basically, it could keep you, it sounds so boring, but it could keep <laughs> you busy for hours on end until when they wore out, the thing just used to pop. pop <laughs> and then you just, it, and, it, and again, like everything else, like the doll's head, it would take forever to squeeze the thing back into the platform. So I don't know if I'm describing this very well. Honestly, see, it was fun. Let me see if I, I can see, Google it. Let's see if I can Google I it. Low, low ball. Something like that, yeah. It's like it's a, a ball in the middle of a frisbee, almost. Yes. And you jumped up and down on it, didn't you? Yes. And that's all you did on it. But <laughs> it was just something about the fact that you didn't have to stop and you could pretend you're really cool, like when your mum's calling you in for tea and you're just bouncing on it, having a conversation, going, I'll be in later. And, yeah, I'm still going. I've been on this for, like, 35 seconds. Um, yes, yeah, a low-low ball basically looks like the planet Saturn. There, yeah, yes. there you go. Yes. Yeah, I did enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, I remember those. Don't think I ever had a go. I was always a bit too wary. Hurt me coccyx bad. <laughs> so I didn't want to go over again. That's the thing with me as well. As Well, for, through all my life, balance has never been one of my strong points. So things like a low, low ball or I'm trying to... <sighs> Segway. It's sort of like a segue, isn't it? That, uh, yes, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant, yeah. Yeah, I've seen videos of people on those you know, well, videos of when people fall off them are hilarious, but videos when people know how to use them is mesmerizing because I don't know how you can control your balance in that way to make yourself go forward and stop and go left and right. Mm. Yeah, they're like you death normally. Traps. I think you'll you'll see some like Christmas Day 
on social media, some great videos of the kids doing it and they pick it up really quickly. And then towards the end of the day, it's the drunken adults who just yeah. can't get anywhere. And it's always on a hard floor in the house, isn't always. it? Getting smashed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Always. Uh, go on then, Neil, you're number five. So it was Evil Knievel. But bear That's in my mind, number three. Is it? We had it. We had one. We had him. Uh, he even had the little conversion for the drag race car. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. But what we wanted, we, me and my brother obviously played a lot together when we were younger, um, wanted another one. So we could do even more, we thought, even more amazing stunts, you know, crossing each other and things like that. But as we had one, my parents never came forward with that second one. They never said why or whatever, but we asked for many years. But great, great toy. Mm. Did you never ever have a go at one? The stump, no, I I think I played with a mate's stunt bike. Right. I don't think I had one. The Evil Knievel. So he was pretty rigid. And he yeah. sat on his motorbike. You remember Evil Knievel, Lucy, don't you? So my, my husband has a tragic memory about his Evil Knievel because I think on, on the advert, was there like fire and flame or something? Yeah, they were jumping through. Yeah, over he a, tried like... to set that up and I think <laughs> <laughs> it went quite badly and ended up with a bit of burnt plastic at the end of it. So. Oh, dear. <laughs> but the figure oh was just rooted like that. You couldn't move him, you couldn't do anything. So he was pretty much a useless like figure to play with, apart yeah. from if you had the toy. And he used to be forever going, <laughs> bang, and off it go. It's, it was another yeah. classic one where the advert made it look amazing. Because yeah. I, do, I can remember playing with one, and it never used to go straight. 
No, but always, you could get like it to you, jump. You'd let it go and it would veer off to one side or the other <laughs> and you'd try and set up, like you say, elaborate ramps yeah. or things for it to, to, to fly across and it wouldn't even get to the ramp. It would just like, <laughs> or it would get to the ramp, but there wouldn't be enough power for it to get over the ramp. It never um, landed. It never, never landed. landed. <laughs> On the advert, it landed and off he went into the sunset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'd he'd crash and tumble when he hit the other side. But yeah, that's that's my number three because it was one. It, it was another one of those. I think now I look at that and I think how it transports me back to my childhood. Yeah, um, seventy pounds for an Evil Knievel stunt bike. Is it? That's not too bad, is it? But I know that I wouldn't spend that much money on it because I, it would be disappointing now with yeah. the mm-hmm. with the fog of childhood now lifted you know, and the cold desperation of adulthood and, you know, middle age makes me realise what a waste of money that would be. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas a lot of the other ones on my top 10, I still look at with like rose-tinted spectacles and and pangs of, of my childhood, like, you know, just twanging my heart. That one is one I think I would never waste 70 quid on that I just no wouldn't. no as much I, as I mean, how cool it looks on the advert that's the thing just keep your rose tinted glasses of one playing with it as, as a child I will, do. I will do I will do Lucy you're number four. Oh, so this is something I didn't actually get as a kid I bought it as an adult Yay. <laughs> it wasn't around when I was a kid there was nothing like this when I was a kid but I was a massive fan of Gremlins yeah and uh, the Mogwai right. and Gizmo. And so when the Furbies came out, do you remember the Furbies? Yeah. My wife's yeah. got one of those. Ah. The one that makes a noise, the one that, that yes. sings. Yes. They sing. And, and um, so, so I, they're just lovely. And the fact you could get a Gizmo Furby. And I got one because a friend at work, I worked with this girl called Anna and we worked in this recruitment company. And I remember downstairs used to have to ring up when we had candidates coming in and there was this candidate that was really really strange and I remember every time he was coming in Anna would be like oh my god but this time he came in and it was this sounds so awful but I was like 19 and it was really hard not to laugh because he, he, he was just very strange <laughs> and he would come in and sit down and um Anna had this Furby on her desk this time and look <laughs> It started, it was kind of facing him and it started farting at him and going, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. <laughs> just like, this is the best thing ever. So I got, I don't, I think she just had a normal Furby. So I got a gizmo one and my sister got a gizmo one. So bear in mind, she's probably 17, 18, whatever. And when you put them next to each other, they take it in turns to sing. So they would sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, one bit each to each other. Mm. I just thought they were fabulous. However, you can't really turn them off. No. <laughs> it's like they just keep talking. And I think we locked ours in like the garage at some point because it just, all of a sudden it would just make a noise and, and do something from out of nowhere. And it was the freakiest thing. And mm. um, eventually palm it off on, on a friend's son, <laughs> which I'm not sure they've ever forgiven us for. Um, but I love them. It was yeah. the closest thing to getting a, um, my, and looking at your background now and seeing you've got Grogu there, haven't you? I have, I've got loads of Grogu there, yes. <laughs> because I have been saying to myself recently, and I've got a mini Grogu that I got off uh, my husband for Christmas because that's how grown up I am. Mm. Um, and I do sometimes have this argument in my head, if I had to pick the cutest thing, mm. would it be Gizmo or Grogu? 
Anyway, joint. gone off on a tangent there. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, I mean, if you go to Build-A-Bear and get your Build-A-Bear Grogu, I think you'd choose Grogu. Can yeah. you do that? Oh, yes, yeah, I've can. got one. Yeah, I've um, got one. I've got yeah, one. I've got and, one you, well. and you can press one hand and it does the theme from Mandalorian, press the other hand and he laughs and makes a few noises. It's, it's a beautiful work of art. Well, yeah, the it's build bear one. Yeah. I mean, if you've got a minute, I could run and show you. Go and, what go and get like. it, Neil. Let's do yeah. show and tell. I mean, we're doing toys. Let's do show and tell. I mean, it's uh, yeah. I'll yeah. be over the moon to have a build a bear Grogu. My it my is. stepson, his mum got him a, a Grogu. Um, what do you call it? Lego. Hot water bottle. Oh, hot Christmas. water bottle. Right. And I got my husband and my. Oh, here it comes. Yeah. Um, for all the listeners, please go to the our YouTube channel so you can have a little look. And there he is. There so he mine's is. actually called Gerald. <laughs> right. Because you have to name him in Build-A-Bear. You do. And she said, uh, she laughed and laughed. She said, everybody just goes with Baby Yoda. Yeah. It's the first ever Gerald I've done. So since everybody's now calling Baby Yoda Gerald in my household... <laughs> Can there you put, he him, is. put him near the microphone and play? Oh, him? he hasn't got the bits in. I didn't oh, pay the extra. No, well, it was given to me. It's just, uh, just a bear. But yeah, there Looking you go. For a, another that's, bear. That's Lucy's <laughs> birthday present sorted. Look. There you are. So cute, though. Definitely. So cute. Uh, go on then, Neil. You're number four. So, um, <clears throat> a Mr. Frosty. I'm going back to her. as a kid. I always wanted a Mr. Frosty, and this is the advert's fault. Because it made it look so bloody gorgeous. Um, and then I kept asking, never got it. And then I did eventually try one. And the first couple of mouthfuls were nice because you had all the syrup. The rest of it was just ice. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a whole world of disappointment. And I'm glad I didn't get it, but I always wanted one. So basically, I've got to it... say that's my oh. number three. So, oh, right. okay. Just so you know, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. Right. It just. It just used to crush up ice, and then you'd squirt flavored syrup yeah. on it, didn't you? Basically, like a snow cone in America. Yeah, slush but, puppy thing. Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, I never got it. I always wanted it, and but then again, when I did tr- finally try one, it was. Yeah, a whole world of disappointment. I'm glad I didn't get it. A bit like a soda stream, really. Where did you try it then? Where did you try it? A friend got it one Christmas, or his sister got it, I think. And we all went round and tried it, all us lads. I think it's a a real sore point for millions of Generation X Mm. kids around the world, (laughs) because... Nobody, nobody seemed to get it. Yeah, everybody knew somebody who had it. Weirdly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And whenever I've mentioned it on Twitter or whatever, people talk about that the ice. You just was like you couldn't crush the ice properly, mm. and it was just a bit pants, wasn't it? But mm. we all desperately wanted it. Yeah. yeah, it was like the first incarnation of Soda Stream. I always remember being so excited when my parents brought it back. And then realising that it was really not a great thing at the beginning. So much so, we, oh, look. <laughs> but apparently it's improved now, though, isn't it? It's not like it was in the olden days. Well, we just use it to fizzy up water. Instead yeah. of drinking pop, this is like... Yeah. But yeah, you don't get those those cool bottles that had the... Those glass That's bottles. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. My brother tried to uh, soda stream uh, milk going off on a tangent. We all tried it. The most gruesome thing I think I've ever tasted in my life. But, uh, yeah. God, Neil, you're so adventurous. Why what, what haven't you written an autobiography or something, you know? Because uh, I get banned. 
Yeah, seventies child in the early eighties child. It wasn't, oh, this is it. You know, is it, it wasn't well, right, I mean, was it? again, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like also the fact that like nobody seemed to enjoy a Mister Frosty. Yet everybody wanted one. Yeah, you couldn't go and slag people off on Twitter or Instagram because it was no good in those days. So it wouldn't really matter because no. they would make these wonderful adverts and people would buy it and then just complain to each other. They wouldn't. <laughs> there wouldn't be anywhere that you could vent your anger like there is today. No, just nope. points of view. Yeah, yeah I mean, points of view. <laughs> yeah. To write the letter and read it out, yeah. Exactly. No one did that, exactly. Right then, my number four. Now, if you liked football, I think you either had Sabutio, which was very, very in detail and very complicated if you wanted to follow the actual... I, mean, I never used to follow the instructions. It used to be whoever was closest to the ball could flick it and... Then you go on YouTube and watch them play professionally. It's mental. It's it is like crazy. Flick, 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 flick all over the place. But, or it was Super Striker. And for me, number four is Super Striker. And I don't know if, I think... I don't know Super Striker. No? I know Sabutio, but I so don't you, know. Yeah, you'd have, you'd have a pitch with the goals. It was the goals I used to love. They had proper nets on the goals. And the goalkeeper would be on this long plastic rod uh, and one of their arms used to be bent so that you could put the ball in the arm and then flick the other arm so that you could throw the ball out. <laughs> and every player, there were, it was five-a-side, it was five-a-side football. And the, I think, if I remember rightly, the pitch was was marked out into quadrants. So you'd have one player in each quadrant on each team. And the player would be in this pose like they were running, but you would push his head down and his leg would swing. So the ball would go into this little gap by his foot, and you'd push his head down, and the... I'm trying... I'm doing it on the video. So you'd push his head down, and his leg would kick the ball. So that would be basically how you play the game. You try and, you know, get it into the quadrant that your player is in, and then get it to the near the goal, and then shoot and score. And I used to love playing this game. It was just so much fun. And like I say, not as in-depth and in detail. So you didn't have, I mean, Sabutio, you could buy floodlights and scoreboards and stadiums and fans to sit on the stadium. And we ha- I had all that sort of stuff as well. But Super Striker has a quick game. And uh, £42 on eBay for a boxed version of Super Striker. That's not bad, is it? That's not bad at all. That's That's like... Like very tempting, I must admit. It's very tempting. Um, but yeah, that's that was um I'm not sure whether it used to used to either be a Sabutio or a Super Striker kid, because I had I used to play both. But I think if you wanted a quick game, you'd play Super Striker. If you wanted an in-depth proper football match, you know, like the proper thing, then you'd go for Sabutio. So Okay, got that out of my uh, got that out of my system. Um, I was kind of hoping someone would go, "No, don't buy it from eBay, Pav. Don't. That's that's a silly thing to do for forty-two pound." But I've had nobody say that to me in the last ten minutes, so I'm going to do it. I may be gone to eBay in a minute. Okay, um, Lucy, you said Mister Frosty at number three. So Neil, what's your number three? So it's a bicycle. Um, When I got the first incarnation, which was the Rally Boxer. And I loved it, and I rode it to death. But I wanted one, the next step up when I grew up, the Rally Grifter. Oh, I had one of them. 
bastard. <laughs> and so I asked and asked for this. And the year my mum decided to change my rally boxer, they bought me a BMX. I had oh. no interest in BMXs in the right. time, at that time. I wanted the rally grifter because it looked cooler to me. Um, but never got one. And uh, so much so that my friend that did have one would ride my BMX and I'd happily ride his rally grifter. It was just the comfort, the seat, the handlebars, everything worked. And it the was changing good. of gears where you used to yeah. uh, turn the handlebar, didn't you? <coughs> yeah. Was it red, yellow, and green? Grip. That's it. Oh, yes. What, what a bike. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't know. I wonder how much they are on eBay. Don't tempt me to have a look, Neil. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll have a look. I'd, be, I'd be tempted on one of those. I'll I need a new bike. I should have a look. Oh, imagine rocking around Hull on a rally grifter, Lucy. Oh, I'm in Newcastle these days. Hull's oh, I, oh right, though. Newcastle. There you go. Yeah. Hull's right. good for cycling because it's flat, isn't it? Yeah. Hull's very flat. But I, can't, I, I did have bikes. I was always on bikes. I can't remember what bikes I had. But I remember... It was always a thing. Yeah, you had to bike non-handed, don't didn't you? Yeah, that was a th- that's it. Learn how to yeah. ride with that. Yeah, yeah. and if you that. could turn a corner while non-handed, that was. I very mean, we got given a rally grifter, sort of when they became unfashionable. You remember the uh, like the chopper with the gear yeah. stick in the middle, but the seat was buggered, so you had to sit right at the front of that long seat because otherwise <laughs> you'd have a spring. Going where the sun didn't show, mm. but yeah, we got that. But I never got the grifter, never got the grifter. Well, there's a stars and stripes one for 250 pounds on yeah. eBay, um, and there's a rally grifter bike XL original 1980s for 320 pounds. Seems a bit expensive, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't want one that much. Well, I mean. You know, if you've got the money, Neil, then... Well, that's just it. I don't. Okay. Right, then. We'll move on, then. Yeah. Uh, so, I had Evil Knievel, uh, stunt bike at uh, number three. So, Lucy, you're number two. Well, number two you couldn't buy, but it made me want it even more, and that's the chock-a-block machine. <laughs> Do you remember the programme? Chock-a-block block. machine? No. Do you not remember this program? So it was basically there was a presenter, chocker, chocker bloke, and chocker girl. Um, and Come on, you're making this up now. This is no, a book I'm you're not. writing, isn't it? No, 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 come I'm on. Not. Google it. Google <laughs> I'm it. I'm gonna Google chocker it. Chocker block. They would come on on this like chocker truck or chocker bike or whatever it was called. This little like like truck thing, and they would park it up. And then there would be this massive machine with all these different flashing lights and things, and you would pull out a, a, a drawer, and that would be a seat. And there were all these different kinds of, like, little blocks that you pulled out. You would pick a block, and you'd put it into the machine, and it would teach you something. The bits that it taught you was quite boring to sit through, but actually watching the machine do things was absolutely brilliant. So I, I do remember wanting a chocker block machine these are these are kind of floor to ceiling things well there's i say things there was one of them in a studio tv studio somewhere but i can't believe you don't remember it, it was fabulous no, yeah presented Early... by carol leader and fred harris yes 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 yeah from so 21st of may to the 13th of august 1981 13 episodes one season 
And oh, yeah, is that it's, all? It, that's I all it like was. It was with me forever. No, it, it looks like an old-fashioned computer with like reels and okay and stuff like that. But yeah, chocker block. Yeah. There you Don't go. Yeah. Nineteen eighty-one. <clears throat> wow. Wow. There's something that we need to have a look on YouTube at. I think and see how that works. <laughs> wow. Okay. Right. That's your number two, uh, Neil. Then your number two. So we're going back to Action Man realm. It wasn't right. an Action Man itself. It was the helicopter that they did. Oh, and right. I always wanted the helicopter. The year that I really wanted it, my mum and dad said they couldn't get one or find one, then bought me the big tower where the Action Man could abseil down. Um, but, yeah, I always wanted that helicopter. You could, It had noises. The advert made it, it look like it flew on its own, but obviously it didn't. Uh, it just looked really cool when I was a kid. You're going to tell me you had one, didn't you? Aren't you, Pa? No. Uh, <laughs> no. Because I would have been jealous. I really would have been jealous. I really wanted it. I really wanted it. The um, the advert, like I say, made it look so cool. Um, I think it had noises inside, but I can't. I can't recall. I can't recall that far. But yeah, I never got one. Um, I've been intrigued to know how much something like that would go on eBay. That would probably be expensive, wouldn't it, if it was boxed? Um, probably. Well, it seems like a lot of the Action Man, original vintage Action Man stuff is quite expensive. Yeah. Um, I will have a little look. I will have a little look in a minute. No, but yeah, the helicopter. We had a tank. Um, we had a boat, um, which we lost after the first day of getting it because, we stupid of us, we took it to the river to see whether it would uh, work <laughs> and it hit the current and we never found it again. But hey, it didn't have the action men in it. We just trialed the boat, but we lost it the first yeah, day. Yeah, that's not, that's not good. No. Um, I've got a little... So before I do my number two, I missed out my number five for some reason. I'm not sure oh, why you? I didn't say my number five. Um, so I will just mention it. It was, my, it was the Lone Ranger doll. I remember that. Now, well. I had the Butch Cavendish, which was the baddie of the yeah. Lone Ranger. And the attention to detail, the guns and everything, and the, and the hat was fantastic. Always wanted the Lone Ranger doll and never, ever got it. And one of my friends used to have the Tonto figure. And it's whenever I see him, he always mentions it. When we played together one day, I threw it up in the air and broke Tonto's ankle. Well, <laughs> basically his foot came off. And um, when I was working at a job that he was working, he was actually working in another section over at the other side of the factory. And I went for a, a job in his section. And the first thing he said to me was Tonto. So after like 30 years, he still <clears> hadn't <throat> said, You've got to let it go, mate. You honestly got to <laughs> let it go. And I was thinking, no, I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll buy him one. I'll buy him one. But even looking back then, they were expensive. And if you want a Lone Ranger doll, like a vintage one, it's $399. Jeez. Oh. You want one that's like boxed with all the bits. So unfortunately, he's gonna have to just have a broken yeah. Tonto for because I am paying for a Tonto that's that. Bloody but yeah. the Lone Ranger doll was fantastic. So that was my number five. So apologies. There are probably people at home going, Oh, where's your number five, Pav? And they can't carry on until I've done it. So there's number five. My number two. Now I could have had a whole top ten of Star Wars stuff. Just could have mm-hmm. done. There's so much Star Wars stuff that I had, so much Star Wars stuff that I never had. Um, it still makes my skin itch with the fact that well, I can't remember how old I was, but we had a garage sale and I sold my Atat and I sold other Star Wars things. And we had 
nearly every Star Wars figure between me and my brother. And uh, the majority of them are somewhere buried in the sand dunes of uh, Breen and Barrow in Somerset. Um, we were playing one year when we was down there for a holiday, pretending it was Tatooine, playing with them in the sand. Our mum calls us for dinner. We goes for dinner, comes back and can't find them anywhere. Now, either some kid has walked up and gone, oh, Star Wars figures, or they just got buried and are still there somewhere. I don't know. <clears throat> my number two was my favourite Star Wars toy of the lot, and it was the Death Star uh, play set, which was all basically just cardboard it was just cardboard interconnected but it was fantastic it had a trash compactor it had the trash chute it had a gun at the top it had different levels different sections for your star wars figures to play in um i had a look on ebay at this and there isn't a complete one that you can buy but each individual piece of cardboard is going for about 50 quid so it can probably be about i would say probably 300 400 quid if you put all the bits and pieces together um but it was it was my f- um, even though you had the, had the millennium falcon all those kind of things that that death star playset, the original palette toy playset, was just a thing of beauty only cardboard but it just oh my god to have one of those in front of me again would be just would you do it would you would you buy it would you collect the cardboard bits year after year until you'd build you built you know what i did think about that but I, I i have got a millennium falcon up in the in the loft with bits that are missing. And I did buy mm. like the cockpit um, cover. And again, that was like 30, 40 quid just for that. So you, you just get little bits and pieces. And I don't know, I would love to, I really would, but you know, real life and stuff gets <laughs> in the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my wife isn't listening to this because she's really going to be worried. Um, okay, that's our countdown from 10 to 2. Before we get to our number ones, um, Lucy, do you want to give us a countdown of your number 10 to number 2, please? Yes. So at 10, I have Hungry Hippos. At 9, Domino Rally. At number 8, The Doll Whose Head Flew Off. Number 7, <laughs> The Magic Sand. Number 6, The Roller Boots. Number 5, The Lolo Ball. Uh, number 4, The Furby. Number 3, Mr. Frosty. Number 2, Chock-a-Block. Okay, Neil, your 10 to 2, please. So at number 10, I would like a real go-kart, please. Anybody listening? <laughs> at number 9, uh, the Planet of the Apes dolls, if you'd be so yes. kind. We are giving uh, out a Santa list. This is what yeah, we're doing. Is, is, uh, <laughs> number 6, a swimming pool, please. <laughs> but a pump-up one. Uh, number 7, the Nintendo handheld Donkey Kong. Number 6, a Scare Electrics. Number 5, Evil Knievel. Number four, Mr. Frosty. Number three, a rally grifter. And number two, the action man, helicopter. Thank you. And my number 10 was the matchbox race and chase. Uh, Number nine, Tin Can Alley. Number eight was Crossfire. Seven was the original action man with eagle eyes and rubber grip. Number six, the the cue ball. It doesn't matter how you say that. It sounds filthy, doesn't it? The rubber grip. Anyway, uh, six, cue ball, which is the Alex Higgins electronic snooker game. Five was the Lone Ranger doll, four Super Striker, three Evil Knievel stunt bike, and two the Star Wars Death Star Palatoy playset. So, Lucy, what is your number one toy you wanted or had as a child? Night Rider car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was I wasn't expecting that. No. Oh, I absolutely lived for Night Rider. It was everything, and every year as a kid. 
I remember going when you had to go and sit on Santa's knee, which was always a bit weird. Um, I always asked for a Night Rider annual because that was easy. You know, yeah. the specials you got out of the catalogue. Yeah. Never got one. I got one of those teeny tiny little Night Rider cars, but you could get the bigger ones. I never got one of them. But I think more than anything, because your imagination can run wild as a kid, can't it? And because I didn't understand how cars worked, I remember sitting in the back of the car one time and my dad was driving us somewhere and he set off and we started moving and he didn't have his hands on the steering wheel. Oh, right. <laughs> and I started thinking, oh my God, we've got a kit car. Like, I was, because I, I, I thought, because you just, you know, when you're little, I was probably, yeah. I don't know, how old will I have been when that was five, six or something? Um, I just thought that the steering wheel was what drove the car. I didn't understand that there were pedals and things. So I honestly thought it was magic. We had some kind of kit car and I, you know, my imagination was just running wild that we were doing turbo boost and all kinds of like weird shit down the road to Leicester or wherever we were going, where I lived when I was younger. But I, I just, everything about the Night Rider programme. Do you remember it when the soundtrack hit that music mm. and how excited you would feel when the Night Rider soundtrack came on. Yeah. It's just brilliant. Anyway, I never got the Night Rider special as a kid. When I was traveling, I was living in New Zealand for a while and it was my birthday and my friend Sarah sent me this. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which I've kept hold of. So I've had this now for about 20 years and um, and it's fabulous. And she's she's put like little notes in it lucy wants a night rider annual huh we'll go back in time and get her one and so it's uh, <laughs> this was when um ebay just people were just starting to use ebay and stuff around then so this to me was just so novel and fabulous but yeah i just anything night rider would yeah okay <laughs> so it, it isn't specifically the night rider car then it is anything night rider then well or i mean the ultimate would be having kit Right. Right. Like, imagine if that was parked on my driveway. I've got a Scirocco, which I like, but imagine having, and I did a bit of research tonight to remind myself what else he did. Kit. He did some amazing stuff. So he, 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 well, he was, he had a a Mm. male voice, didn't he? Yeah. He had flamethrowers in the car, but also fire extinguishers because, you know, safety and all that. Very health and safety. uh, Yeah could, could uh, fill the car with oxygen so that if the car went underwater, everybody would survive, so it would be full of oxygen. Had some kind of pyroclastic lamination, something or other, so basically <laughs> could go through lava and, and survive. I mean, this car was hard as nails, and, you know, the turbo boost, and when, night, when, when the car went up and, like, jumped over flames or buildings or whatever, wasn't it just the most amazing thing? I don't know if it's just me. I'm very passionate <laughs> yeah. about Knight Rider. Well, the but... other thing it also had was it had the Hoff, didn't it? I mean, you know, the Hoff, the Hoff was there. I mean, he's a superhero just on his own anyway. So, yes, that's a good. Yeah, one. I wasn't after yeah. all of your other ones. I wasn't expecting Knight Rider to be your number one. I have to admit. <laughs> I have to admit. Well done. Very good. Um, go on then, Neil. Your number one. So this Christmas, uh, back when I was a childhood, me and my brother had. Loads of Star Wars toys given to us. I was given the Attack. My brother was given the Millennium Falcon. The next year, I so desperately wanted Millennium Falcon, but I never got it. 
and I'm still envious that you've got it, Per. So uh, <clears throat> I was allowed to play with my brother's uh, Millennium Falcon. Um, he, he would allow me to play with that one if I would let him play with the Atat, etc. But yeah, I always wanted my. And didn't you version. say no? Sod off! You wouldn't let me play with your Donkey Kong. <laughs> oh, that was that was later on actually. Oh, right. the Donkey okay. Kong, yeah. Okay. But yes, just the Millennium Falcon. Probably what you've got up in the attic, Pav. I'll buy it off you for twenty quid. Okay. <laughs> twenty quid. Uh, it is a thing of beauty, though. That's the it thing. Is. I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen what because obviously they've re-released them. How how mm. well they're made now, you know, in, in regards to what you get with them and and how big they are and and stuff. But no, I've never seen. I mean, I was in the Lego store in Bristol at the weekend, and uh, they've got that huge one for seven hundred pounds. Yeah, I I I, 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 I couldn't do some at that size of Lego because. I've done a BB-8 in Lego that my grandson got hold of and smashed to bits, and that mm. took took long enough. I got my Yoda, my baby Yoda, my Grogu oh, behind yeah. somewhere there. I don't know where it is. Um, that took long enough. So to do something that is like, I mean, how many pieces is that? Oh, I didn't even look. Thousands, I just I kept saying, seven hundred pounds. Is that? Can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> I really was tempted. But that's but another. Thought, no. That's another thing, isn't it? Is that we now have the thing that we didn't have as children we have money we yeah. have money that if we i mean obviously it would be wrong to do that but if we took this month's mortgage money or this month's rent money and thought i'm gonna go and buy a lego millennium falcon yeah. and let's see what people say about that it doesn't matter because no. you're, you're the boss now I wish it was as easy as that. Eh? I know. I wish it was. We all do, Neil. We all do. Um, <laughs> okay, my number one is is the is is the one that I genuinely almost bought for one hundred and forty nine pounds off eBay. It's the six million dollar man doll. Um, the one reason that I loved this apart more than an action man was he had socks. <laughs> <laughs> You never got that with with like men dolls. He had a wonderful red tracksuit, brilliant red trainers, but he had white socks. Yeah, they never had that. You just you know, action men just had boots on their plain feet. They never had socks. Well, we had a. I don't know whose it was. We had a six million dollar. I I had one, but it's one of those ones that I wish I'd kept. I wish I'd kept hold of it because you could open his arm, couldn't? Yeah. And, and the then look had through his eye. Bionics, yeah. And you tilted his head to one side, put the engine in his hand, and then he had a That's little it. button on his back that would wrench the engine up. Um, and it. he had socks. socks. I'm sorry, I'm not going to let it go. He had so socks. Basically, you want toy socks. <laughs> I want toy socks. And I cannot lie. No. I want <laughs> <laughs> and I, there are various versions of him on eBay, um, but a boxed one like f- with everything there fully done is 149 quid. Yeah. Um, but well, oh great, my God. Yeah. Oh, it and it really fantastic. did look like Lee Majors. It really it? looked like Lee Majors. Yeah. And I, and again, the same as you with um, Knight Rider, Lucy, I was a massive fan of the $6 million mm. man TV show. Um, just, and I, it, it's only when you're older, then you realize how stupid that whole slow motion thing is which is supposed to equate to him running really fast because <laughs> everything around him is still going the same 
um, <laughs> yeah, the same speed as well. But yeah, that's my number one. Oh, yeah, great. Um, we had some honourable mentions, so let me just go through those. Uh, Jen Berg, uh, like you, Neil, said the Millennium Falcon. I'm still waiting for Santa to bring me this from the 1979 JC Penny Christmas catalog. Yeah. I've been really, really good. I promise, she says. Bless. Uh, Amanda Facer says, Game and watch Donkey Kong. Ah, Never had the can. money. My mum used to have to save Green Shield stamps up to get us presents. Oh, bless. Uh, Emma Housden said, the Bionic Woman. Oh, there you go. Um, and Jen Berg said her head clicked when you turned it since she had a bionic ear. <laughs> there you go. So I'm not sure quite, because obviously with, with, well, with the $6 million man, you'd look through his head to see the bionic eye. I wonder what you did for the bionic ear with the, the, the woman toy. Just I don't a creaky know. neck by the sounds of it. A creaky <laughs> neck, yeah. Uh, Carol Gray says, I loved my penny puppy walker. I didn't think I'd be lucky enough to get one, but Santa was very kind that year. I can still remember the advert for it. I can't remember why. I went upstairs sometimes, but I can't remember that. Okay. So the Penny Puppy Walker, I'm not sure exactly what that is, whether it's a doll a doll that maybe walked a dog. Maybe, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Or a uh, chair, maybe? Maybe. Uh, Lisa Buchanan said, aging myself, but an etcher sketch. Never got a break. Considered myself quite the artist with straight lines. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I found the Etch a Sketch the most boring toy. I always, I got it in the end one Christmas, and I think I played with it Christmas Day, and that was it. I thought, oh, yeah. Did you try to spin them at the same time to try and make it an arc? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, all sorts that first yeah. day. I don't think I ever picked it up again afterwards. Mm. <laughs> or you, or you do something not bad on it, and then some ass would come and just shake it. Shake it. So they'd be gone. Again, there was no save button on it. You couldn't save it or take a picture of it with no. your phone. It no. was just gone forever. Uh, Sue James there said the spirograph. So we did mention that a little bit earlier yeah. on. Uh, Stu Grant said, uh, defo all He-Man figures. Mask, which I'm not sure that was that like a Transformers kind of thing, sort of. It was the American thing, wasn't right? Okay, um, Transformers Boglins. Oh, yes, were they like the little gremlins? Yeah, right, right, yeah, Yeah. I remember them, yeah, and Atari as well. Mm. So, there you go, thank you very much for all the honorable mentions. Um, and I forgot to do this at the start before you uh, let everybody know how they can get in touch with us, Neil. Um, we do need to say a shout out for all our new Patreon subscribers. So thank you very much, David Diaz. Thank you, Rachel Davis. Thank you, Tom Perner. And thank you, Donald Fuller, for subscribing to our Patreon. Now, I did put a little um, poll out. Lucy, as you're, you're um, a writer and, uh, you know, a lot more... A, a lot more cleverer than test I am. Me at something, <laughs> no, I'm trying to find a name for our Patreon subscribers. Now we spoke about it on uh, last week's or the week before's episode, where I, I thought about calling us tenors or calling them tenors, but Neil said no because that is a what is it, Neil? Uh, in consonant pads. It's in consonant <laughs> oh. pads, so maybe <laughs> yeah. that wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so we did have. I think we had um, toppers. Well, that's not bad. Quite good. Yeah. Um, or the Ten Tribe. Ten Tribes, not bad. Or the Top Ten Tribe, maybe. It's I don't know. It obviously needs to be something that goes with Patreon. So they're like our Patreon toppers. I mean, toppers is quite nice. Yeah, it, it rings. Nice. A bit yeah. of a ring to it. But but yeah, so if anybody 
email us um, at top10pods at uh, hotmail.com if you've got any ideas. Uh, we won't um, we won't sort that out until we come up with one. that Everyone goes, that's the one. There's yes. one out there. I know there is. There's there one will out be. There. there will be. It just needs some thought. I know there is. Um, before you do all your bits and pieces, Neil, uh, Lucy, so what have you been up to in the time that we haven't? Because we spoke on our This Country podcast a while yeah. back. Um, what have you been up to? Um, so, gosh, when was that? So I think that was when I just released my book, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. I'm going to have a look and I'll let you know. Yeah, so I think that was just when I'd released The 27 Club. So I've written the follow-up to that, which isn't out yet. Um, I'm working on a non-fiction book, which is kind of under wraps at the minute because my publishers said I'm not allowed to talk about it yet. So that, <laughs> that's something <laughs> that just... <laughs> Just uh, briefly mention, vaguely mention, that's something that um, I'm working on for 2023. Um, and yeah, just lots of lots of writing, I guess. Lots of behind the scenes work. I mean, it takes a take quite a while before a book comes to fruition and then mm-hmm. hoping obviously people pick it up. But yeah, and I've been trying to get into new music as well, because that's something I promised myself that I've been stuck in the 90s for far too long so I've been relying on my stepson to introduce me to new music and I'm off to a couple of gigs with him uh off to see Wolf Alice next next Monday week on Monday so yeah music and writing mainly right well your episode on WTF came out on the 23rd of August 2020 oh well over I mean it's like 18 months ago probably that's supposed to yeah, I didn't realise it was that long ago. I thought it God. was sometime last year that we spoke to you, but obviously not. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was way before I'd written 27 Club. So I'll just plug 27 Club now. Absolutely. My, book, my novel. <laughs> Absolutely. What, so yeah. tell everyone what's it, you know, give us give them a little bit about what oh. it's about. So the 27 Club is a novel that is about challenging um, mental health, stigma and sort of media sensationalist headlines, but... It's funny. It's a it's a bit of a dark comedy. It's set in 1994, and it's when um, the main character Emma, who is a massive music fan, um, hears of the death of Kurt Cobain and becomes obsessed with this idea of um, rock musicians dying age 27. And it kind of takes her on a bit of a um, quite a, a touching, but also I hope people have said it's a bit of a laugh out loud journey as well. So. Yeah, a funny book with a serious message to sum it up. <laughs> okay, and how can people get hold of that? Um, so that's on, it's kind of everywhere. It's on, you know, Amazon, Apple, Kobo, Waterstones. Um, but if you want to buy um, local and independent, um, you can buy online from two of my favourite bookstores, which is Wrecking Ball Music and Books, which are whole based but deliver nationally, and also Forum Books, which are based in Corbridge but deliver nationally so they're two local indies to support lovely well if you want to send me the links I'll put the links in the um in the show notes of the pod and then then Great. people can just click on those uh go on then Neil it's your your big moment do you want to tell okay. everybody how they can get in touch with us and uh, also come and become a Patreon topper Topper. subscriber (laughs) at the moment (laughs) go on then Neil right absolutely you can find us on all the social medias and uh, uh, at top 10 pods Um, so do please give us a click a like and do give us a follow we'd much appreciate that email us at top 10 pods at hotmail.com where you can give us ideas for other top 10s or any other questions you may have come and help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash 
top 10 pods where you can get rewards such as our episodes super early bonus episodes behind the scenes videos and even a chance to be a guest on an episode yourself check out all the links via the link tree below um it should be in the link in the show notes i believe pav and please come and subscribe and leave us a rating review on apple Podcasts and subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts from Indeed. And also remember, uh, with the Patreon, we now have the video playlists. So we will have all the adverts for all of the toys that we've spoken about on all the on our run-ins today. I mean, it'll be just a walk down memory lane. Yeah. <laughs> it will. It'll be a walk down memory lane. There won't be a there'll be a misty eye in everybody's head. Oh, that just sounds terrible. That's why I'm not a writer, Lucy, you see. There'll be a lot of bitterness from kids who did not get Mr. Frosty or, yes. you know, the, yes. yeah, Millennium or people, Yeah, people will look at it and go, I had that toy and it didn't do what it did on that advert. Exactly. I'm telling you for a fact. So we might get a bit of ang- anger with that. Um, <laughs> Lucy, thank you so much for joining us. It's been loads of fun, this walk down memory lane. It um, has. It's been lo- Thanks for having me. Good. And uh, thank you, Neil for joining us thank you very much Pav thank you Lucy it's been an absolute joy to see you again <laughs> and I must admit Neil that I've, I've known you all these years and you can still surprise me look at that oh yes eh? so if right. I buy Super Striker look come over bring we'll your a... bring your Star Wars scale electrics <laughs> yeah. and we'll have a snooker uh, a, a football and uh, Star Wars evening Sounds like fun to me. It does, doesn't it? God, it really what, does. What old parts we are. <laughs> the only problem being is at our age is getting on our knees to build the track. <laughs> That's the, well, I'll put it up on the table. Don't be silly. We're not going to yeah. bend down. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, no. Well, no we'll, put, we'll, we'll put it on the table. Don't worry. Uh, that's it thank you very much everybody for watching and listening and let's go start the countdown 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.